Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the NBA Covers. Before we get started, this episode is brought to you by Final Form Supplements. Here I have my BCAAs that I'm taking for recovery. We got a, a lot more things for recovery, like whey protein, creatine. We also have things for general health, like uh, helping with sleep, sleep gummies, multivitamins, etc. Go to finalformsups.com. That's S-U-P-P-S. Finalformsups.com. Use promo code COACHSTRIP, all caps, no space. Get 10% off your order. All right, now. This is episode two of the NBA coverage, and I spent the week trying to figure out the structure to how these episodes are going to go because I can't do it like I do the NBA, the NFL coverage, simply because there's just too many games being played in a week's time, and I was going to go over specific games, but then they're usually outdated by then, or it's just too many games. So what I'm going to do for the structure is we're just going to go over the standings each week. And then just some highlights, things that might have happened or things that I'm seeing or performances that kind of stand out to me. So we'll get straight into it. So we're going to start off with the Eastern Division. For those of y'all that are familiar with it, with the NBA, there's two different divisions. There's the East and there's the West. And usually in the East, you go through the Eastern, Eastern side. So for the playoffs, you start on the East. You got to make it all the way up to the conference finals. When you come out of that, you go to the NBA Championship. The West does the same for the West. They come out of the West Conference Championship, and then the the winner of the East and the West play each other for the NBA playoffs for their championship game. Oh, and we'll also talk about the playing tournament because now I understand the structure of that now that it's gotten going. We'll start off with the East. So at number one, not surprising, but kind of surprising, we have the Philadelphia 76ers sit at the one spot after getting rid of James Harden, and we'll talk about the uh, team he got traded to later on but the 76 are eight and one in the west with the best record uh at number one and tyrese maxi has absolutely stepped up um for the 76 six uh the philadelphia 76ers as well as we all know Joel Embiid's out there doing his thing uh playing like a top uh, nba player in the leagues but tyrese maxi has really really stepped up for the 76ers Boston Celtics are number two in the East. Again, this I'm not surprised because we talked about in episode one. You got Chris that's Porzingis. They got Drew Holiday, Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown. So with that team, I'm not surprised they're doing well sitting at eight and two. At one point, they were undefeated, but they have gone a little bit of a uh, a little bit of a losing streak. Uh, well, no, they're on a winning streak now, but they had kind of lost some games. Now, no, now interesting at number three is this. The Indiana Pacers. Indiana Pacers are sitting at number three. They are six and four. And I feel like they might, they're starting the season off well, but I don't know. We'll see how they play out down the road because I think there are some of these teams, there are some teams on this list that are probably going to gain momentum as the season goes on. So I'm interested to see how the 76ers do it holding that number three spot. Number four is Miami Heat. Again, you guys know that I'm a Miami Heat fan. And I also know that Miami Heat is one of those teams where you have to kind of pay attention to them because during the regular season, they're not going to finish one, two, or three. They're going to finish anywhere from four. They'll finish anywhere from four to eight, literally from four to eight, and they'll make a playoff run easy. They went to the finals last year beating the number one team, the Celt beating the Bucks, who was number one team, and then and then beating the Celtics, who were a favorite to win going through the plan. So Miami's sitting there uh, at four. Jimmy Butler, uh, Dun uh, Duncan Robinson's playing well. Tyler Hero, of course, is playing well. Bam Adebayo, they're looking like a well-oiled machine. Milwaukee Bucks sitting at five. The Dame and the Dame uh, and 
and uh, Giannis combo. It's kind of shaky. Dame's kind of going, starting off on a little rough start. He started off well. First game, will he be at 39 points? And then he's kind of had these very inconsistent scoring spurts, but I think they will figure it out. And then Chris Middleton is also, uh, he's on, he had started, I think he still has a minutes restriction. I know earlier in the, earlier he was having a minutes restriction, but he's been playing very efficiency, very efficiently with the minutes he's been playing. I think when they get Middleton back full goal at 30 plus minutes with in, com in combination with Dame, it's going to take more pressure off of Dame having Middleton as a, another scoring option as well as Giannis. And I think that's going to help Dame to really play his game. Atlanta Hawks is sitting there at six. Trey Young's doing the thing with, with Atlanta Hawks. Again, I'm not sure if the Atlanta Hawks can hold that sixth spot because these teams kind of on the back end, I think we're going to gain some momentum. But the Hawks are in the six. Orlando Magic is at seven. Orlando Magic's been playing pretty decent. Again, we'll have to see what things going. Brooklyn Nets are five and five. I believe their team is actually better than what their record shows. I, they are a team I think can gain momentum. Cam Thomas has been playing phenomenal as well as, uh, uh, I forget, I forget his name. Give me just a sec. Oh, Bridges. Mikael Bridges, uh, Cam Thomas have been playing, been playing really well. Uh, great efficiency. They're both scoring over 20 points per game. Cam Thomas, 26. Uh, Mikael Bridges is 20. So I think that's a team. And they're young. And they were like, the, they pretty much have the same core from last year. They're young. So you keeping that core, keeping that chemistry, I think they can make some waves to jump over, like to jump over on Hawks, maybe even the Pacers, as if the Pacers, if the Pacers drop. The New York Knicks are starting off rough. Again, the Knicks are another team I can see gaining momentum because they did this last year. They started off kind of ranked towards the bottom, uh, towards like 9 10. They went on this little streak, this little run, and they ended up finishing uh they ended up avoiding the playing turn. I think they finished like fifth or fifth or sixth or something like that. So I can see New York's the Knicks doing that. Also, um uh Julius Randle, he is uh starting the season off rough. He's starting he's starting off with actually the worst field goal percentage from NBA history to start the season. He's shooting 27%. Well, he was shooting 27%. He actually had a good couple last game, shooting a lot more efficiently, so that's obviously going to go up. But he started off his shooting very, very rough. But the fact that they are at nine with their star player shooting so inefficiently is kind of a good sign because once he, I, he will get it going, he will figure it out. Once he gets back to shooting, Julius Randle level or Julius Randle-like percentages, then I think their team is going to start going on some win streaks, some runs, and end up climbing up the the, the charts, as well as Jalen Brunson, R.J. Barrett, um, uh, and uh, I'm forgetting his name. Don't tell me. Don't tell me. Quickly. Is that what I was thinking of? Yes. Quickly, Barrett, Brunson. They're yeah, quickly Barrett Brunson. They're all averaging quickly's 14. Randall right now is 18. Brunson's 22. Barrett is 22 uh points per game. Now, Raptors. Raptors are sitting at 10. Raptors are kind of those teams I'm waiting on. I gotta wait to see how um they perform down the line. Cleveland Cavaliers, they're 11. And I think the Cleveland is gonna make I think that's one of those teams that are gonna start making a run as the season gets going, maybe at the halfway point, but they're sitting at 11. Chicago Bulls. Don't know what's going on with Chicago Bulls. Uh, I love uh, Lonzo Ball is still not playing. Alex Caruso is looking good. Zach Levine's also looking good, but I believe this week they actually talked about 
putting him up for trading options. So exactly. And then obviously DeMar DeRozan is doing his thing. So they actually might be breaking up DeRozan and Levine. So I'm interested to see how that goes uh, for Chicago Bulls. Hornets sitting at uh, 13. Their team kind of fell apart last year due to some players getting in trouble. So they might and uh, they might be going. And then uh, Lamelo Ball, he's been he's been playing well, but not to the level of consistency that they were expecting him to play last year. Right now, he's averaging he's averaging twenty one points per game, but his his uh. Actually, he's actually not playing bad at all. But it's just a shaky start for the team as a whole. No, Lonzo's actually playing pretty well. He just had one game, one a couple games out that were a little inconsistent, but he's actually not playing bad. Wizards, 2-8. Detroit Pistons, 2-9. Those are the bottom two for the East, so we'll see how those teams go, uh, develop as they go. Now, the West is getting real interesting. Number one, obviously, we have the Denver Nuggets. They are the reigning, defending NBA champs, and they look like they're gonna go. They're gonna two-peat or back-to-back -back it this year. That's how good they're looking. They look like they're. I don't want to say they look clear-cut above the rest of the West, but close. They definitely look like they're. They if they back-to-back. -back, I definitely would be surprised, and I believe they also have the best odds to back-to-back. Now, number two is where we're getting surprised, where I get not surprised, but it's just shocking to see them there. The Dallas Mavericks, because Dallas Mavs last year traded for Kyrie. So you had Kyrie and Luka, and everybody was wondering, can Luka get along with Kyrie? Can you have two ball-dominant superstars make it work in Dallas? We saw what Kyrie did at the Nets and what he did at Celtics, because he wasn't that guy and how he left Cleveland back in the day. So And then when he got to Dallas, they didn't really do much come playoffs, even though they got him later in the season. He didn't play till late. But now that they've had a full offseason, full training camp, they built some chemistry. Dallas is 8-2. They're actually tied for first. Uh, they're actually tied for first between Denver and between, where's their, uh, yeah, between Denver and Mavs. They're basically tied. So, if, you know, if Mavs win and Denver loses, Mavs will actually be one. So, but they're right there. They're both at eight and two. But again, it's looking like Kyrie and and Luca can are figuring it out to get some dubs. So we'll see how they go. Timberwolves are sitting at three. Timberwolves are at three. Carl Anthony Towns, Rudy Gobert, and Anthony Edwards. Anthony Edwards is playing out of his mind. Um, he doesn't have, I don't want to say MVP caliber, but he's playing like he wants to take the torch in terms of the face of the NBA. And I think it's there for the taking for him. Now, the most surprising one for this year is Houston is at four. Houston last year finished, I believe it was dead last. We were one of the worst teams in the NBA last year. They traded and they ended up getting, uh, they ended up getting uh, Brooks, Dylan Brooks, who was very, a lot of controversy when he was on the, was when he was on Memphis and he kind of poked the bear with LeBron. LeBron ended up, killing the Memphis and everybody blamed Dylan Brooks for the reason why they lost because they pissed off LeBron and he went crazy. Well, now Memphis is dead last in the West and Houston is fourth. So Jalen Green and the guy, all, the, all those guys over there in Houston, they're playing really, really well. So, but they're still young. So I'm interested to see, can they keep this momentum going? It's early. So everybody's kind of within, you know, a couple games of each other. Things can move around. I want to see usually younger teams have a problem with holding those spots, holding 
those those rankings throughout the entirety of the season. It's the vets that might vets understand that early in the season you might be 10th, 15th, 12th, but they understand that there's still time to to make make waves and runs to get up to the up into the uh, the rankings. Oklahoma City Thunder, no surprise there. You got Shea Gilgis Alexander balling, and I believe what's his name, Chet Chet. I believe that's how you say his last name, European dude. Is it Che? Where is he? Yes, Chet. That's right, Chet, who's playing really well as well. Big guy of the center for Oklahoma City. Sacramento Kings, they're six. I'm not really surprised they finished third last year, so I figured they'd be a decent team this year because they pretty much kept the, the majority of their core. And then Gold State Warriors are seventh. Gold State Warriors, Steph has been playing phenomenal. Clay's had a game winner, and Steph had a game winner already this season. So Golden State Warriors, well, we all know how that goes. It, as long as they, if they make it into the playoffs, they got a chance to win it all, just like they did when they, I believe they won the, they won the championship when they were in like six or something like that, like not even that high. Lakers, Lakers, they had a very, not a very shaky start, but they had a, a start that was kind of rough, and a lot of teams were kind of questioning the Lakers, but and they were actually like two, three days ago they were twelfth in the, no, they were like twelfth or thirteenth in the West. And as of today, they're eighth. So they went, They won some games. They actually just, when they won against uh, the game they had against the Phoenix Suns, with Devin Booker, Kevin Durant, and uh, and uh, Bradley Beal, LeBron goes beast mode. Uh, AR-15's playing well. Anthony Davis, he's playing, uh, he's playing more consistent than he has been. And it's looking like they're starting to gel. Now, what I will say about the Lakers is that I feel like the reason why they started off a little rough is because four out of their top eight players were out due to injury. Now they're starting to get some. Uh, Rui Hashimara was out. Gabe Vincent wasn't shooting very well. Uh, Vanderbilt's hurt. So they had a lot of guys that they really depend on defensively or perimeter shooting-wise that weren't able to play. Now they're starting to get those guys back. I think they only have a few injury guys left. So they're starting to get some of that core back. And so I think now they're going to start winning. But they are sitting there at five at five in the number eight spot. Phoenix Suns are right behind them, uh, four and six. Again, I think the Phoenix Suns, the reason why they're not as good or not as ranked as high as they should be or their record's not as good as they should be, it's because still Devin Booker, Bradley Bill, Kevin Durant, all three, they haven't strong games together playing together. Um, oh, and I do want to backtrack and say that the Golden State Warriors, Chris Paul, uh, he's looking good. I think we all know Golden State's going to be one of those teams to make runs here. Uh, once you get middle of the pack of the middle of the season with, you know, Chris Paul, St uh, Steph Curry, Klay Thompson, you surround perimeter shooters with Chris Paul and somebody that you can pick and roll with, then Chris Paul, he's in, he's in, he's in a good spot or a good team, good system. Uh, but Phoenix Suns, those, those superstars of Phoenix Suns have been able to string to gain, string, string together games with all of them playing. Either Bradley, when Bradley Bill and Kevin Durant are playing, Devin Booker's out. Is Devin Booker's out for that Lakers game? When Devin Booker and Kevin Durant are playing, Bradley Beal's out. When Bradley Beal, like, somebody's always out. They can get 10, 20 straight games of all three of them playing. I think they could be a, they're going to be a problem. Clippers. Now, here's interesting. Clippers actually started the season off really well. They were the team that acquired James Harden in the trade from 76ers. And now the Clippers are 0 and 5 since they dra got drafted. Since they traded for Jane Hart, J James Harden, they're 0 and 5. So they're sitting at 11th. 
in the NBA um, in the West. They're three and six. So they were actually, you know, start, I think they were like three and one, three and two, something like that. And then they've gone on this crazy, they haven't won a game since they acquired James Harden. Um, I'm not, honestly, Westbrook has been fitting in so well with uh with the Clippers that, I mean, <sighs> James Harden is just a tough sell when it comes to, when it comes to gelling with the team. Um, but I honestly don't even know if they'll figure it out. I want to say they'll figure it out, but I really don't know. I really don't know, but I guess we'll have to just wait and see, and I'll, I'll do an update next week. Portland Trail Blazers are 12, 3-6. Um, still just got to keep an eye on the Portland. I, don't, I think Portland might end up being one of those teams that are just towards the bottom the whole season. I don't know, but... We'll have to see how, how that goes. Now, Spurs, they're also 3-7. and seven. So, I don't want to say surprisingly, but the Spurs had so much hype because of Victor Wembanyama, uh, This sensational player, 7'4". Uh, just, he's like a 7'0". He's like a taller version of KD. He's got the handles. He's got moves. He's got the footwork. He, he's, 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 he's slick with it. And he's got a shot. Like he's got, he's got, he's got it all at seven foot four, and he's athletic. But they aren't able to actually get wins, so they're three and seven. And I think people are expecting them to be better this year. But again, it's still early. They can go ways. But that team is young. That team is very young, and they're sitting at thirteen. Utah Jazz is going to finish out number fourteenth, and the Memphis Grizzlies are last now i will say memphis grizzlies they're not playing with john Morant. he is suspended for the first 30 games i believe uh something like that either like the first 30 or first 40 something like that i think that'd be like about half the season maybe a little less um but that is going to be our standings for the east and west and so big and Oh, end season tournament. So the way end season tournament works is the games played on Tuesdays and Fridays are games that are held in Vegas. And there's a pod. There's sections of four teams. So here it is right here. East group A is Pacers, 76ers. It's five teams. Pacers, 76ers, Hawks, Detroit, Cavaliers. East group B is Heat, Bucks, Hornets, Knicks, Wizards, Group C is Celtics, Nets, Raptors, Magic, Bulls, right? And so every Tuesday and every Friday, you're going to play a team in that group. And the team with the best record in that group will go to Vegas for a tournament where they'll play like a bracket, I believe it's a bracket-type tournament, and then whoever wins that gets the trophy. And I believe it, uh, players get like a $500,000 bonus if they win, something like that. So... And I actually looked up why they're doing this, and it makes sense because I believe I talked about why. I think I talked about on this where I was against the in-season tournament and the playing tournament. But I do understand the in-season tournament a little bit more from a, from a business standpoint because they're trying to make basketball matter early on in the season. It's kind of similar to baseball. Basketball, there's 82 games. There's so many games throughout the year. A lot of people don't watch the first half of the season because those games don't matter, right? If you lose the first five games, there's so many games left. You can go on runs. You got a lot. Of, they don't. People don't really start watching basketball till the start of uh, All Star Weekend and after the, the second half of the season, the tail end season, just leading up to the playoffs. That's really when people start watching the basketball. 
and basketball early on right now because there's the NFL and the NBA all at the same time. The, N the NBA is not going to compete with the NFL in TV time, primetime TV. So like Monday nights, Sunday, pretty much all day Sunday. And they're also competing with college football. So sad all day Saturday, all day Sunday, Sunday night, Monday night, Thursday night, right? You don't want to have your games around those times. Obviously, Saturday, they can't control that. But you don't want to have your games Monday night and Thursday night and Sunday night because those are primetime NFL games. So what are they doing? They're putting games on Tuesdays. So it's not football on Tuesday, at least not a lot of football. And then Fridays, because that's an open schedule, and you have your you have these televised games. You have a lot of people watching. A lot of people are excited because these, these players are fighting or playing for something. So... It makes it more. It makes it more than just a regular season game. It's more. It's like a. It's like a playoff game. So they're playing harder. It's more intense. It's more exciting. And you can get people watching basketball early, and they're making more money. But that's the plan. Um, I am going to keep up the plan. So right now, the leader of group of Eastern Group A is the 76ers, and Pacers are tied one and zero. Miami and Bucks. Miami Bucks and Charlotte right now are tied for Group B. For Group C, Celtics are winning that one. Portland and Lakers and Utah are actually all three tied at 1-0, Western Group A. Rockets and Nuggets are tied for Group B at 1. And Warriors, Timberwolves, and Kings are tied at 1-0 for Group C. Again, it's only been like one or two games uh, that have been played. I believe they're going to play a total of five games. Something, something like that. I don't remember exactly how many games, but they're going to play a certain amount of games and whoever has the best record. So right now, it's all, everybody like 1-0 or 0-1. So we'll see how that plays out and we'll keep in touch with, we'll keep up on that during these episodes. So that's going to be it for the NBA coverage. We'll catch you guys next week. I'm out. I'm going to chase my dreams. My life has